Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study on Christ, our healer. We are on number 26, and so that is pretty exciting to be this far into this. Um, I I hope that you've been enjoying this study as much as I've been enjoying this study. I've sure really enjoy looking at the healing that Christ brings. And of course, we look at this concept, and this is a, a place where we started was that God created the world, and when he created the world, there was no sickness, there was no illness, there was no disease with it. It wasn't part of his design for sickness, illness, and disease to come into mankind. That wasn't his goal. That wasn't his desire. But of course, sickness, illness, and disease entered into mankind through mankind's free choice of sin. When Adam and Eve went and they took of the fruit and they ate of the fruit, they went and they chose sin over God and the consequences that come with sin. And of course, then God later on reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha, the God, the Lord who heals. The Lord who heals, that is who our God is. And you know, one of the biggest hindrances, one of the biggest roadblocks when it comes to healing, I believe, is it is really understanding and seeing that God has a desire to heal, and that God has a desire to heal. In fact, I think it's one of those places that really is a faith stopper in people's life. It makes it so that they either don't pray at all, or they don't pray in faith, or that they go and they latch on to poor doctrines, doctrines that that go and say that God is the, the author of sickness, that he's the author of disease and illness in your life, and he's, he, he's doing this to you so that you can uh, so, so that you can, you know, become more like him is a lot of times how it's presented. But the reality of it is, is that he would much rather teach you in the positive than the negative. You know, there are a lot of people who go out there and they say, I, you, you know, I wouldn't change my past at all when their past was terrible, full of terrible decisions, full of sin and destruction and, and things like that, because they go and they say, look, because of look at how much I learned. But, you know, God would rather you learn these things without going through the negative, without going through the bad things, and he can teach you from the positive. There is hope for that. His word does teach us all we need to know. We don't need sin in our life to be our teacher. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to be our teacher. That's what we need. And of course, the Holy Spirit never leads us into sin. But today, I'm going to reread a passage of Scripture that is one that we've we've read before, and I've referenced it several times, but I want us to see the desire that God has to heal us. Uh, I'm also going to be going over to Luke chapter 22 today, a passage we haven't read, and we're going to read an account of Jesus healing somebody who I, I think you'll see that Jesus really does have a desire to heal, heal people through this uh, as to who he heals. But let's first go to Psalm 103, Psalm 103. And this is a familiar passage, one that, that I think I've, I've referenced several times in this study, and one we have read at least one other time, maybe two other times in this study. Uh, but Psalm 103, starting in verse 1, it says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children." to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments, to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding his voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Here we see this in encouragement, or really this uh, this charge that we are to bless the Lord and we are to remember all of His benefits. We're not to to forget all of His benefits and forget not His benefits. And it says here, then who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. We we see here this idea that we are to remember the benefits of God that he, in fact, does redeem our life from destruction, and he heals all of our diseases. You know, when it comes to going and receiving the healing of God, do we remember that he heals all of our diseases? I want you to remember that, and I want you to remember that, that he is willing to heal. He is willing to heal. In fact, he's more than that. Not only is he able and willing, he's more than that. It says the Lord is merciful and gracious. He is gracious to us, and he wants to heal you. See, that's, that is something that, that is so important to remember, because if you forget this, what ends up happening is that you don't believe that he will heal you, and so therefore you don't pray in faith, either by not praying or by not having faith when you pray. And it tells us in James chapter 1 that that the person who doesn't pray in faith, they shouldn't expect anything from God because they're a double-minded man, unstable in all their ways. But I want to come to a passage of Scripture here in Luke chapter 22 that really goes and shows us, well, shows us how willing Jesus is to heal. Because if you're doubting God's willingness to heal in your life, I think this is really going to encourage you. If that's what's holding you back from praying and praying in faith, well, really listen today because I, I, I mean, I think this passage of scripture is just so important and important uh, to you for you to hear this. It says in Luke chapter 22, verses 47 through 52, and while he was speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. 
But Jesus said unto him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around saw him, saw what he was, what was, excuse me, what was going to happen, they said unto him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them, we know it was Peter, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and he healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priest, to the captains in the temple and the elders who had come in to him, have you come out against a robber with swords and with clubs? Wow. Think about this for a moment. Jesus goes and he heals part of the mob, one of the persons who's in the mob, who's coming to take him away, to arrest him, to falsely accuse him, to go and to beat him, to go and to uh, mock him and spit on him and to hang him on a cross and ultimately to kill him. That is who Jesus goes and heals. And he goes, in fact, he rebukes Peter. He tells Peter, don't do that. No, you, you know, I could go and call all these angels to come down and to destroy them. I, I don't need your help. But but we see here that it's not just that Jesus willingly goes along with being betrayed, with going and putting on false trial, being falsely accused, accused, having all these things happen against him. But even then, when somebody goes and stands up for him, goes and takes off the guy's ear, Jesus could just be like, well, that's collateral damage. I mean, you deserve that and so much more. You're coming. I mean, you're coming to put me on a cross falsely. You know, I've done nothing wrong. But yet, what does Jesus go and do? He goes and he picks up that ear and he sticks it right back on him and he heals him. Now think about in your life. I'm not saying that you're better than the servant. All of our sin, of course, is what put Jesus upon the cross. You know, the servant of this Malchus, it, it wasn't Judas here. I mean, you know, Jesus says it would have been better for Judas not to have been born. But, but we look at this and we see that Jesus is willing to literally heal somebody who is going and laying hands upon him and taking him away to falsely accuse him, to do all of these things to him. And yet Jesus goes and he heals him. How about you in your life? Do you think Jesus is willing to heal you? Absolutely, he's willing to heal you. He wants to heal you. He is gracious towards you. But have you sought after God for healing? Have you asked God for healing? Have you prayed with faith? Have you gone and have you, have you walked in the promises that God has given? Have you walked in the conditions that he has put? Have you confessed your sin? Have you gone and taken sin out of your life? Have, have you gone and called for the pastors, for the elders of the church to come and to anoint you and to pray over you? Have you confessed your sin? Have you attached yourself to the people of God? Have you sought Jesus Christ? Have you asked him to heal you? Have you done these things in your life? Have you gone and changed your lifestyle so that you can actually walk in healing? Because if not, then your lack of healing isn't God's fault, it's your fault. Because God's promises are there. He tells you, I'm gracious, don't forget my benefits. Have you gotten yourself attached to God's word? He sent forth his word and healed them, it tells us in Psalm 107. Have you done these things? Are you seeking after these benefits? You know, I, I, I find it interesting because in, in um, 
I believe it's the book of Exodus, it might be Numbers, but I believe it's Exodus. Uh, Moses, in, in addressing the people, he goes and he says, I'm setting before you life and death, blessings and cursings. You know, there's nothing in between. Nothing in between life and death. There's nothing in between blessing and cursings. You can either choose to live a blessed life or a cursed life. You can either choose in, in a certain area of your life to, li- to walk in blessings or to walk in curses. See, that's the reality of it. So many people today think they can walk in the middle. They think they can walk in the middle. What's the difference? What's the middle between health and sickness? Kind of healthy? Well, that's called sick. Kind of sick? That's sick. Right? I mean, look, you either have the choice to walk in health, to walk in the benefits of God, to walk in the blessings of God, or to walk in the curses of God. The curses of sin is really what I should say. It's really the result of just sin. You can't walk in the middle. There is no middle ground in these things. So the question is, is what are you going to pursue? You're going to pursue the promises of God? You're going to pursue what God is saying? You're going to pursue the blessings of God? Or are you going to live a cursed life? The choice is up to you. What are you going to choose? Today, I just want you to remember the benefits, all the benefits that God gives. He doesn't just save your soul. He also heals you from every disease. I want you to remember those benefits. You know, so many times I I hear people say, well, yeah, that's Old Testament. I mean, that's Psalms. You know, that's Old Testament, what it's talking about there. And it is true. It is Old Testament. It is Psalms. But but, but I just want to point something out here. If you're pointing to that and saying, so there's no healing today, how absolutely absurd is that? Because the Old Covenant was called inferior to the New Covenant. What the new covenant's better, but there's <laughs> but you don't get the benefits. I mean, that's just goofiness. By what standard then is it better? It's not then. You're saying that the new covenant is worse if you don't believe in healing today. If you believe that healing doesn't happen today, but you believe that it happened in the Old Testament and just under the old covenant, then you believe that the old covenant is better than the new covenant. And that's just goofy. That's what that is. That's just goofy theology. It's just made up based on your experience and not basing your theology on the Word of God. Let's go back to the Word. Let's look at the promises of God. And remember, if Jesus was willing to heal a man who came after him to go and to throw him, well, not in prison, but to throw him on a cross, how much more gracious do you think Jesus is to you? How much more willing do you think he is to heal you? I I think he wants to heal you today. But you have to meet those conditions. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
Something